Welcome to the Bell & Gossip Podcast, live from the 2020 AHR Expo. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, joined by Griffin Goda, and throughout the show, we'll have some fantastic guests and topics to share with you in this series, including several of our manufacturers, reps, and xylem experts. You'll get insights into the trends they're seeing in the HVAC and plumbing industry. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm joined with Ed Smiley. He is with Xylem and manages the wholesale market for our commercial buildings services sector. Why don't you start off by just introducing yourself and giving us a little bit of background and what you do with Xylem. Sure, so my name is Ed Smiley. I'm the director of sales for what we'll likely call the residential building services market. Uh, In the past, I think it's been uh, more identified as uh, the wholesale market. However, as um, time goes on and, and we get a lot more specific around our strategies and actions and activities it's really more than just the wholesale side itself but wholesale is a very important piece of uh, what we plan to do a little background on myself if you will i've been in the industry for about 27 years i think i first started to learn about pumps and pumping systems in 1993 fresh out of college and uh, had a my first role as a sales engineer slash r d guy slash parts expediter, small company role, and and all types of things, and um, got my exposure to pumps when I was trying to find a solution to a problem that we had with a particular design of a product. And, you know, at that time, I would never have guessed that it would have led into a a career in the the pump industry, but, you know, 27 years later, here we are today, and uh, it's been great so far. Fantastic. And can you give us a a little bit of an overview of the wholesale market in residential and commercial buildings? Sure. You know, these are interesting times for the industry in itself. The wholesaler has played a really important role in a lot of geographies in the way that business is transacted. For instance, uh, it's been very common for wholesalers to take a leading role in gathering orders from contractors and supplying contracts for large buildings. So they would gather the orders for pipes for fittings for pumps for ancillary items and the contractor would buy all of their products through the wholesale channel and we would often sell a lot of products through the wholesale channel Uh, as time has gotten a a little longer we've needed to be a lot more competitive and i say we uh, manufacturers and suppliers Mm -hmm. and so the wholesaler's role really has changed a little bit from that perspective and there are a lot of other external factors that maybe we'll touch on uh, later with regard to the proliferation of internet sales and and how people are fulfilling their orders today but uh, the wholesaler still plays a really critical role in supplying products to contractors and occasionally end customers in our industry fantastic and are there um, any differences between the u.s wholesale market and the wholesale market in Canada? They basically serve about the same purpose. Um, I think you might find more national wholesalers with a bigger role to play in the Canadian market because the Canadian market is about 15% size-wise of the U.S. market. This might be a a number of bigger players, but um, certainly smaller geographies that they, they deal with. Here in the U.S., 
uh, you can find a lot of regional wholesalers who are very strong, for instance, in the Northeast or perhaps the Southeast, with other wholesalers maybe being a little bit bigger on the West but not having a big East Coast presence. Um, that's another part of the industry that seems to be changing a lot, and you'll, you'll find that everywhere. There's a lot of small wholesale uh, manufacturers that are getting snapped up and gobbled up by these big ones as the bigger ones expand their presence in, in certain geographies. So what are some of the ways that Xylem and Bell and & Gossett are helping the wholesalers grow their business? So one of the big things I, I think that we focus on is you know, what products serve a residential market and how does that product go through the wholesale channel to the contractors? So we look for holes and gaps. And certainly while we have a lot of products that we offer today, there's still plenty of opportunities for new product development. And it's interesting to me how you know, once upon a time, I think it was a, a real desire for a lot of manufacturers to be able to supply virtually everything in a particular market sector, but they've specialized more in now what they do really well. And there are a number of, of other smaller competitors who have become very good in those ancillary products, selling those into the, the channel. Um, you know, Xylem works very closely with wholesalers on products that are attractive and available to the market, uh, new product introduction. You know, there's a lot of things that we do with regard to training and education, launching products at the wholesale level, uh, with the biggest purpose being trying to expose the contractor world to the products that we offer through that wholesale channel. Sure, and and you and you're leveraging our manufacturers' representatives for that as well. We do. So currently, our business model mostly goes through a manufacturing rep organization. Uh, it has served us well for a hundred years, a hundred and two years. Uh, we have a lot of long-standing you know, rep relationships, as as you know. Uh, the average is about seventy years of a relationship. Mm-hmm in total with each uh, each rep yeah. with a few that are we about had, 91 uh, or two years. We had Wallace Ennison mm-hmm. earlier and he said 45, 50 years. Yeah, well. With, with them. Yeah, with them. That's, I think yeah. it's a little bit longer than that even. But um, one of the things that also is very important, I think, f- from a function standpoint, you know, our rep organization has the ability to offer a lot of feet on the street support for us that, that we don't necessarily have to take care of. If we had a direct-to-channel market to the wholesalers, we'd have to employ a much higher number of people. Mm-hmm. And so being able to go through a manufacturer's rep allows us to be a little leaner from the personnel standpoint and rely on the relationships that the rep has built over the years with all these hotel channels. Yeah, and I'm sure they have some pretty deep insights about those actual regions they're serving and what kinds of products might be best fit for... They do. Thankfully, with that longevity in the market there is a tremendous amount of depth of knowledge that we we can garner with their experience and you know one of the other interesting pieces too is i think sometimes manufacturers make the mistake of trying to apply a one-size-fits-all methodology to wholesale Um, we are very guilty of it as well and and we're you know trying hard to make a change there because you know the northeast and the north central have a lot of radiant heating requirements where they require you know products that are very specific to that market where the southeast the south central and even the west it's more of a a plumbing uh, need rather than a a residential heating need so we're going to focus a lot of our time this year and going forward on trying to adjust our strategies to a more regional focus and allow us to to maybe make a, a few better choices in products from from here to there 
So what's kind of the process for getting some of that feedback or just ideas for innovation, you know, on the either the rep or the um, wholesaler level? You know, is it coming up to you? And what's kind of the process for you guys taking some of those ideas that you hear, feedback that you hear, and then implementing, you know, responses to that, I guess. Sure. So we, we do a lot of voice of the customer activities sure. in the Xylem world and a lot of different levels. Uh, we'll do voice of the customer activities with our rep organization principals, with the sales engineers. We do a lot of voice of the customer activities with, with wholesale customers, and we use a lot of different mediums for that as well. Uh, there's some you know anonymous online activity where we'll uh, create a a survey and, and send it out or ask our uh, reps to send it out to all of their uh, contractors and, and wholesalers. Um, we do a lot of in-person, in face-to-face type of interviews as well, mm-hmm. where we maybe take a product that's either just completed or nearly completion and get some feedback or you know sometimes even just concepts that, that we consider early on and try to get as close to the end consumer as we can to get that feedback. Uh, after all, you know, they're our ultimate customer. Mm-hmm. So you kind of touched on it before, but one of these other market trends is the internet mm-hmm. and how that's affecting wholesalers in general. What's Where are we at with that right now, where would you say? You know, so for for the, the B&G world, you know, we do not have a direct-to-market um, approach or a relationship with the internet. I will tell you that every wholesale channel and customer that I have spoken to and dealt with in the last couple of years are all very concerned about the big A, right? Amazon. Yeah. And rightfully so. You know, one of the things that, that Amazon has been so good with is convenience. Um, and it's still amazing to me how many contractors or how many wholesalers will still send a large panel van or box truck to a rep warehouse and pick up one small item and go somewhere with it or take it back to the the wholesales uh, business. You know, the Amazon model or an online model has really increased the efficiency of transport and the, you know, of course, the consistency of getting the product you need in a very timely fashion. Right. That for us is going to be a really big play in the future, and quite frankly, it's one that you know, we currently discuss and and consider uh, all of the time. And one of the challenges with that, aside from the contractual relationships we have with our rep organizations, is what does our inside organization look like to handle that? You know, do we have the right uh, MRP uh, systems in place to do an online order? Um, how do we fulfill those orders? You know, do we fulfill them from multiple locations, a single location? Do we set up DCs, or do we have a, a third-party relationship that we create to manage that? Mm-hmm. But without question, it is the largest single disrupting factor facing the industry today. Interesting. What other things can you do? So you you mentioned like filling up a truck with only one part, mm-hmm. so that there's like some efficiencies that you could take there to make it a little bit easier, right? But what else, I guess, what are what are some other like ways that you can kind of support the wholesalers out there for that? Yeah, sure. So, you know, there's a, a couple of other factors that are weighing very heavily on wholesalers today. Uh, one of which is the change in personnel and the, the demographics of 
the people that are working in the business. For instance, um, you know, 20 years ago, some of the most valuable people at any wholesaler were the, the people working the counters. They were often the most knowledgeable, the most seasoned. They had the most experience. And if somebody walked in, if one of their contractors or customers walked in with a product and had a problem or needed a replacement, they were capable of offering either that same product that the customer had in their hand or offering an alternative. And there was a lot of value to try to influence that counterperson's knowledge so that they could offer your product in replace of a competitor's product. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fast forward 20 years from that time, and now you've got a much different dynamic. You know, companies are always running very lean and looking for great people to put in their organizations. So if you find a good counter guy who's knowledgeable, capable, creative, he often gets moved elsewhere into the organization, and so you lose that. You lose that knowledge and someone else comes in. That's piece one. Piece two is the advent of the computer. Computer technology is so good now that it makes our jobs easy, makes their jobs easy, right? And everybody's busy and and really kind of wants to make it easy. So a customer now comes in with that product and the guy says, oh, that's a part number, whatever. And it looks in the system and it either says, yep, we have one of those or no, we don't. And if he's got one, he just goes, pulls it off the shelf, the very same thing and gives it back. And so, you know, that has tremendously impacted the way that products move through a wholesale organization. It's much more difficult for a manufacturer to influence counter people, partly because of the turnover, and also partly because the, you know, the solutions are often offered in the computer. Sure. So and Howard, I could even see, sorry. That's okay. I could even see some of that expertise that the counter person had that had been relied on being kind of siphoned off by the internet if people are just kind of searching online reviews, random websites or whatever, yep. that counter person's expertise and knowledge isn't always relied on as much as it had been in the past. Maybe. That's right. That's, that's, that's exactly right. And we're still at a kind of an odd place, I think, from uh, an online fulfillment standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, generationally, you know, people of, of my generation are probably a little more likely to try to tackle something if it's easy, uh, like replacing a circulator pump uh, on a, a boiler. You know, if it's not um, sweated in, you might find somebody willing to take a few uh, bolts out and replace a product and, and uh, re-engineered or rewired, I should say, I guess, where you've got younger people now who are just so in tune with getting things done they they will get youtube and look at a video if it looks a little sophisticated oh, yeah. for them those call somebody uh so it's changing that that particular uh, segment is changing in how the internet is used and, and what people are doing with it but it's not going to lessen how how are we addressing these factors i mean are how are we setting our reps up to help them how are we you know so one of the things i, I think that we could probably do a much better job with is getting getting our our business more entrained in the world of Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, just for instance, two days ago, I, out of curiosity, looked at one of our competitors' uh, Facebook page. How many followers did they have versus how many we had? And unfortunately, it was a four to one and not in our favor. So content is a big deal. As you know, you know the more content you have, the more hits you have, the more searches you, you become a part of. So I think we should probably you know, do a, a much better job across the board of just making ourselves more available on those platforms as the younger people 
look to that as a source of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of our reps are kind of in the same boat. You know, some of them have a LinkedIn page, or some of them have a uh, e-order uh, area of their business that their customers can use, but still very traditional in our transactional activities. So that's that's a, an area for improvement. Now, the question you ask about what are we doing about it? We have a number of ongoing internal discussions that I will just keep to myself at this point. <laughs> Early stages. Yes. But yeah, I mean, we see that too with um, the difference between just having a presence online because you know that you should have one versus really taking advantage of it. And yeah, I mean, I... And I had up a social media for some of our brands here, and including Bell and & Gossett, and one of the interesting things that I'm realizing is that regardless of how many people you have following your page, um, whether that's Facebook or LinkedIn or what have you, it's really becoming more of a pay-to-play space. So we're really trying to work that side of things. And so it is interesting to see the followers are kind of tailing off, but it doesn't mean that our their people are less engaged with the content. So there's really a good opportunity to get involved in, in that type of, you know, paid social media type work and um, even stuff like this, the podcast, uh, just another channel for us to, to get that content, that information out to people. Yeah, and I, you know, I, another one I failed to mention was YouTube. Uh, you know, YouTube's become the, how do, how do you do this or do it yourself you know, yeah. life exactly. of, of you know people who have a little bit of mechanical skill and, and aptitude or people who are looking to learn. Um, so it's another great one and you know, developing content for a space like that also you know, still is just so important to us going forward. Mm-hmm. And I know we work, we're working on that as a, as a business. And we shouldn't forget that we, Bill and Gossett has had the Little Red Schoolhouse and I think the first class was 1956. So it's been a long time. And at one point, we were known to have trained the industry. That was what we've known for. And there's still a, a number of engineers that are working in various uh, offices who went to the Little Red Schoolhouse at one time or another physically to attend those schools and get the training. And you know, our online content is becoming more and more critical. Even though the schoolhouse has undergone a recent renovation, it's fantastic. And as a yeah. small plug, you should come visit. <laughs> um, it's still going to be really important to continue that educational resource that's available anytime that the user is interested. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're right. People are probably going to be looking on YouTube more for general how-to or maintenance things, but you still kind of want that information to come from an expert so that they're mm-hmm. doing the job right and right. kind of influencing that as much as you can. On our show, In the Field with Gould's Water Technology, the latest series covers tips and trainings for small business owners. Listen to all five episodes of the Small Business Toolbox series wherever you get your podcasts. So what do you think earlier today in the booth, Bell & Gossett made a couple announcements, um, one of which was the launch of the Watermark 2020 program. and that is just to involve our, our manufacturers reps in at least 20 watermark events um, in the U.S. and Canada this year. Um, what's your reaction to that kind of movement in, in the company towards this, this more of a social investment focus? Well, it's a, a fantastic direction for us to be headed. You know, in 2019, I believe our reps had three or four watermark activities that were 
independent of, of each other, uh, a couple of which uh, raised a few thousand dollars for projects that Watermark funded. As part of the Watermark team, I was I was a sales representative for Watermark last year in 2019, so I spent a lot of time with the, the team back at corporate talking about progress, activities, goals, and objectives. Um, you know, clean water is something that so many of us take for granted, and the fact that Xylem is so deeply involved in changing people's lives is amazing. You know, we had the hurricane that hit the Bahamas this last fall and literally wiped out so much of, of the islands. And one of our channel partners, uh, who is very active in the Bahamas region, I gave them a call and said, what, what can we do? What, what are you going to do? They had a contact that had a boat that was going just shortly after the hurricane hit. And we were able to send a lot of product, dewatering product, some water purification product over to the islands hmm. for people to use to try to start the rebuild process. And that's happening all over the world. Um, you know, we have the, the water purification towers uh, that we cooperate and collaborate with the uh, company out of Arizona. Um, and they're stationed all over the world ready for dispatch. Um, so it's a big deal. And, and it also is a huge interest to young people looking at xylem and, and being interested in coming into our organization yeah it's a big factor yeah for sure it's it's kind of funny it's a good segue into a question i have about just what's a, a big piece of advice you would give any sort of that next generation of engineers or um anybody interested in this field what, what kind of career advice or professional advice would you give them what, what were you told that sticks with you you know, I think one of the most interesting things about the industry that we're in is it can be a wonderful career. You know, I, I think some people come into the business thinking that, well, you know, maybe this will be my first job and I won't, um, I won't stay here long and I won't stay in this industry long. I'll find myself doing something else. Um, but so often you find people who get into this, this industry and they just find a passion. There are so many things that we are doing outside of a traditional media or a traditional company perspective that you can truly find a happy place here. Uh, get engaged, get involved. That would be two pieces of advice that um, I would offer young people looking at Xylem. Be patient. Uh, there are going to be plenty of opportunities opening up in the, the roads ahead. So work hard, apply yourself, do everything you can to soak up the knowledge you can get and be prepared for that next challenge within the organization because they're the future. Well, and interestingly, you were mentioning earlier that you had a job briefly, I don't know if it was in college or, or around that time, where you, you got a lot of experience in public speaking, even though it was not, not really associated with the pump industry at all. <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, so, you know, I, I basically worked my way through school. I uh, went to school full-time in the day and, and uh, had a job full-time at night. I lived on nothing uh, back then. I, I still can't believe I'm alive today. But, you know, my, my role required me to speak to strangers, hundreds of strangers a day, sometimes thousands, uh, depending on the, the circumstance. And it really allowed me to be very comfortable in being in front of strangers large gatherings, small groups, and it has served me well with being able to deliver a message in front of, of new people. So mm -hmm. that's helped me a lot in my career, and I've been very appreciative of that ever since. Yeah. It's always the odd jobs that kind of come out and 
ends up there's like a nugget of of learning that you can take with you for the next thing and you know that's another very important piece i think it's important to try to to always find something that you can take from a previous role and apply it to a future role some type of learning um, whether it's it's from a bad experience or a great experience because those are the things that build your character sure anything in particular stick out for you over the years that that you oh. take with you pretty much everywhere yeah so <clears throat> I guess one of the things that um, that sticks out with me the most is is really two things number one before you go to work for an organization, make sure that you have an understanding of their strategic direction, if you can learn that. Is it a direction that agrees with your ideology, and is it uh, something that you can see uh, as a, a growth opportunity? Because there are some companies that are perfectly fine being in the position they're in. You know, they're not interested in new product development or new uh, business uh, investments and if you like that kind of consistency then maybe that's for you but if you want to go to a place that's dynamic and energetic and changing you know try to learn about that so you know that's certainly one big piece that I take away from my experiences you know, make a good choice there because if it's a great fit you're much more likely to be happy and successful and conversely you know if you don't think it's going to be a good fit it probably won't be um, but Xylem is a great fit for a lot of people. Global organization, multi-billion dollar company, 15-ish thousand employees, plenty of good things coming. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to add, Ed, about <laughs> the wholesale market or anything in general? Yeah, so, you know, the, the uh, business of wholesale will continue to be impacted by digital technology. Uh, the more we can get engaged in understanding how that transaction is impacted or affected is going to be really important for us. Uh, I could see a time down the road where some of our products will communicate directly to a consumer's phone or a message pops up on their television or whatever saying, hey, I need help. You need to service me. You know, should, should we call someone? Um, or, you know, I'm, I'm going to contact a service person. It's that type of future I think that is really going to have an impact for not only the consumer but the wholesaler because now the channel that fulfills that order may not be a wholesaler that is under the traditional model you're going to have to change adjust and adapt you know if they for instance create a a service arm Mm -hmm. that can go out and do those types of things Mm -hmm. that's going to be a very important thing for them Uh, so you know while the the wholesale world is a a very uh, interesting world certainly is uh, one ripe for disruption sure yeah that's interesting it sounds like kind of a trendy phrase internet of things just more interconnectivity between yeah it's hard i think for a lot of pump manufacturers to understand where the iot really fits in with the product strategies yeah Um, you know some products that really is not necessarily a benefit at all but on the consumer side there's you know a number of products that are direct to the consumer that could be you know imagine a world where you had a hot water research system in your house where you could just you know speak out to your electronic personal assistant whether it's alexa or the google or you know arthur or whatever and simply you know tell it to schedule your hot water research system to come on at a certain time just by your voice Uh, while i don't think that exists today it's not far off Uh, 
lots of great things like that. Yeah, that you say that it doesn't sound like that's something that's very far off. It's oh all, no, yeah, no. it sounds like something that'll be in effect pretty shortly. Well, I it was it's a really been a really interesting conversation. Thanks so much for joining us, and have a great rest of your show. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, and um, I look forward to making this market just a little bit better for us. Thanks for the time. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe 